0: After yesterday's adventure, I've had my fill of investigative journalism. The three of us were lucky to make it back to the motel. I don't want to press our luck much further, but this letter from the mayor is exactly what I need. The letter reads: Mr. Washington, I extend to you an invitation to my office for tomorrow at 10 a.m. sharp. I understand that you are working on a bit of literature about our wonderful and thriving community an interview from me may be just what you need to get your creative wheels turning. As mayor, I'm a busy man, and you should consider yourself honored to have caught my attention for your little side project. Please feel free to bring along your assistant, Joanna, as I'm sure the information I have can enlighten both of you. I look forward to speaking with you both further. Although this letter comes off rather pompous, government officials usually have a pretty good idea of what is going on in their town, right? God, I feel like I'm doing mental gymnastics right now, just trying to justify staying for this one last interview, but what the hell. At least we know the mayor isn't turning his citizens into furniture. So, have you ever even met the mayor?
1: No, but I've seen him a handful of times. He always came to the the end-of-the-year assemblies at the school, and he hosts town meetings pretty regularly.
0: Did you vote for him?
1: (laughs) No. I cast my vote for the resident doctor when I turned 18, but Mayor Whitaker won just like he always does.
0: Wait, Whitaker like Thomas Whitaker? The founder of the island?
1: Yep, that's his great-grandson. There's some kind of law that says as long as there's a Whitaker alive, they are obligated to serve the town's government in some way
0: so let me guess no matter how popular the mayor's opponent is Whitaker always ends up winning the election
1: yeah that about sums it up makes for an easy civics class though you only have to remember one name for your local mayoral history
0: if the mayor is at the top of the political food chain who's beneath him
1: well i wouldn't use the term beneath to describe the people that work for him we like to call them the pillars of Gomorrah
0: can you go into detail about that
1: yeah so of course, there's always Mayor Whitaker. Then next to him is the head of our neighborhood watch, Chief Peters. She's in charge of making sure our crimes stay slow and folks are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like going to work, taking their kids to school, paying their bills on time, that sort of thing. You can blame her for the lack of cigarettes at the store. She always takes her cut from the general store without fail.
0: Okay, that seems pretty shady.
1: It is, but... You know, it's it's not so bad if you stay out of her way. She has a whole team of cronies around town, so nothing gets past her. Next, we have Director Hansen. She's in charge of resources. She keeps our generators working, makes sure that we have enough food and water, and that no one is hoarding money.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: As you can probably guess, there are no banks around here to put your money away. What you have is what you have, and if you're caught hiding your money away and not spending it accordingly at the store or at the diner, there are consequences. Like, you make them home and find your water is turned off, or your lights, or you'll go to the diner and they'll be unable to sell you anything until you pay what you owe. And paying your debt in this town means delivering your cash right into the hands of the director. Jesus. It's... it's pretty bad. But you find ways around it. Last is the communications officer. But I'm sure you've already met him since he's always at the docks.
0: Who, David? He's a part of the Pillars of Gomorrah?
1: Sure is. He's our only source of communication with the mainland.
0: I know what makes Whitaker so special, but what about the other three?
1: They're the descendants of the original backers of the island who came here with Whitaker.
0: Wow, so they just got the whole town in their pockets.
1: Pretty much. It's relatively easy to stay on their good side, though. Hardly anyone has had a run-in with them recently. My father had been called into meetings at the mayor's office once or twice, but he never mentioned them being negative.
0: Well, hopefully this will be a fruitful experience. The sooner we get this done, the sooner we can get back to the mainland. Ready to go in?
1: As ready as I'll ever be. Are you going to describe what it looks like in here?
0: Of course. You know the drill by now. All right. We have entered the town hall. It's frankly one of the nicer buildings I've seen so far. There's sparkling tile on the floor, the walls look freshly painted, and there's even a portrait of Thomas Whitaker looming over the entrance to the inner foyer. Accompanying this portrait are three separate paintings of the gentleman who I assume founded the island community with Thomas. All four paintings look absolutely breathtaking. The men look like they may come alive at any moment and leap into our reality. Also featured in the main hall is...
1: Well, it's about time you two arrived. I swear you young people have no respect for authority in their tight schedules.
0: I'm sorry, Miss... Chief. Chief Peters. I'm sorry, Chief Uh, The notes said 10 a.m. It's only 9.55.
1: So, you think when you're meeting with someone as prestigious and regarded as the mayor, five minutes is enough to prepare yourself? I would expect such poor manners from a stranger, but I had thought better of you, Joanna. I have half a mind to send you both home. But since Mayor Whitaker has so graciously opened up his schedule for you, I will allow you to speak with him. Now, come along.
0: Um, okay.
1: Don't mind her. She's always like this.
0: I haven't been spoken to like that since I was a child.
1: And if you continue acting like one, I'll continue this treatment. Yes? Excuse me for disturbing you, sir. I've brought your 10 o'clock, late as they may be.
0: Thank you, Chief. I'll take it from here.
1: Very good, sir. Please let me know if I should come back and give them both a lesson in respect.
0: Please, come in. Now, don't mind her. Please, make yourselves comfortable. Have a seat. Can I offer either of you a drink? We're both fine, thank you. I'd like to thank you for meeting with us today. It was very gracious of you. Of course anything I can do to help spread the word of this magnificent town of ours. I'm sure Joanna here has helped you as best she could but there's no information as good as information straight from the source. Absolutely. So I'd like to get started if you're ready. By all means. Would you tell us a little bit about your background? How long have you been mayor? Well my father died around 15 years ago and I've been governing Gamora ever since. Did you win the election by a landslide? (laughs) There was no election. Whitaker is always mayor. Of course, a few years back, we had a mock election, but as long as I'm alive, I'll be mayor. After me, it'll be up to my children to decide which one of them will lead. Um, okay. Next question. How much do you... Mr. Washington, I... Also have some questions of my own, if you don't mind. I'll answer one of your questions, and then you'll answer one of mine. That sounds fair, does it not? I mean... Good. I thought so. Now, answer this. How desperate would a man of your caliber have to be to leave behind his work, partner, and home to come to a place as obscure as Gomorrah? I mean... It would have to take someone in pretty dire straits to give all of that up. Don't you agree? I don't see how you would know all that. That is not an answer, Mr. Washington. Well, not desperate at all the pursuit of knowledge is... Is this pursuit of knowledge worth investing down to your very last penny? My great-grandfather seemed to think so, but then again, he was wealthy and could afford such a luxury. You are not so fortunate. Your savings had a meager $2,000 in it before it was emptied. How do you know that? No one could possibly know that. I am the mayor. It is my job to know what the strangers are up to when they come poking their noses around in my town's business. Joanna, you've been quiet. Don't you have anything to add?
1: Ezekiel, we should leave.
0: No, 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 now, don't be so hasty. I thought you would have more of an investigative spirit, like your dear father. He was such an asset to the community. I've missed him these last, what, two years? What? Oh, yes. Ever since your mother was lost in the taking, your father was my right-hand man, discovering every little secret there was to know about our town.
1: You're lying. My father would have never worked with you.
0: Oh, come now, Joanna, don't be so naive. You can't possibly believe he worked alone all those years. He was a kindred spirit to Mr. Washington here. They find a thrill in investigations and research. In fact, they also shared something else in common with their research. Mr. Washington records everything he does, just as your father did. However, he didn't have the expensive equipment Mr. Washington carries with him. No, your father just had his notes. Do you understand what I'm getting at?
1: You want my father's research? But why? You should know everything that goes on around here.
0: On a surface level, yes. But there's more going on here than meets the eye. I'm willing to make both of you a deal. Give me Samuel's research, and I'll let both of you leave this island.
1: No, there's no way I'm giving up my father's research like that.
0: I thought you'd say that. It's unfortunate that your father refused to keep his research in your home. It was a waste of resources to send someone over there.
1: You? You sent someone to my house a week ago?
0: A week ago? No, dear. We sent someone once you began staying with Mr. Washington here. We wanted you to stay in the dark. It seems there's someone else seeking the information out.
1: Ezekiel, we need to leave right now.
0: Just remember before you leave. You can never deny, a Whitaker, we always get what we want. Deny us and end up like Martin, trapped forever in his own personal hell. Are you okay?
1: No, I'm not. I just want to get the hell off this island. I can't believe he knew so much about us.
0: It's even scarier from my side. How did he know about my savings? About my boyfriend?
1: Maybe he's the one that sent you the email about coming here?
0: No, not if he intended on getting the information from your home. Do you think he was lying about breaking into your home?
1: I want to believe he was, but he was too blunt. What scares me is if it wasn't him. Who broke in and what did they want?
0: I think that's a mystery for someone else. For now, let's... Uh, Wait, is that Bruno? Uh, We left him in the room, right? Why is he on the sidewalk?
1: Shit. Pop, how did you get out? Let's get you back in the room. What's wrong? What's in there?
0: Wait, wait, I'll go first. Why is the front door open? We did not leave it open. Oh, my God.
1: What is it? Ugh. Oh, it's trashed. Her room is trashed. All
0: our clothes are scattered everywhere. Holy shit, they even turned over both the beds.
1: No wonder Bruno ran out. It looks like a massacre in here. The
0: flash drive. We have to find it.
1: There's no need to worry about that. I keep it on me at all times. It really does look bad.
0: Jesus, where did you come from?
1: I was standing right outside the door. You walked right past me. The man who did this did the same thing.
0: You saw who did this?
1: Yeah, an older guy. Never seen him before. He busted the door and had a look inside. Scared your poor dog. I tried to scare him off, but by the time I got in, he had trashed your room. I'll get the keys for the next door. You can stay there tonight.
0: Even before our room was broken into and massacred, Joanna and I have known that we needed to leave this place. I want to take this time to briefly describe the damage to our room. It is very extensive. I can't imagine what they were looking for. The door was broken almost off its hinges. Drawers were thrown onto the floor and emptied. The beds turned over. It looks like someone even tried to pull up the corners of the old carpet. I can tell that Daniela was snooping around in here too before we arrived. I can recognize her grimy footprints on the floor and walls and ceiling. I'll admit it was gracious of her to give us another room. I hope she isn't expecting me to pay for any of these damages. I doubt either of us will be able to sleep tonight. It's not safe here anymore. The ferry arrives tomorrow. Tomorrow at dawn. Thanks for listening to the Gamora Podcast. The Gamora Podcast is written, voiced, and produced by R.L. Salter. If you like what you hear, leave a comment, subscribe to us on iTunes, and tell your friends about us. Look out for the next episode of the Gamora Podcast in two weeks. Join us again in our continuing search for rest, solitude, and meaning.